Happy Monday morning, guys, and welcome to Fit with Viv and Kate. So for today's episode, me and Kate are going to be talking about cutting versus bulking. Now, I want to clarify, and me and Katie, I just talked about this, where bulking is a term that it's not the it's not the cutest word it's not the cutest term you know when you think bulk you're thinking of a big man who maybe has like a lot of body fat but also a lot of muscle maybe he just looks like a bear that's what I think of when I hear bulking but bulking in in the way that we're going to use it today is really referring to consciously and intentionally putting on muscle mass increasing your muscle mass which in which simultaneously will increase the amount that you weigh. And we do that generally by lifting plus eating more than we are used to, whether that's at maintenance or we're eating in a caloric surplus. So Katie, the first part of our journey working together, we had focus on her weight loss because she was 200 pounds at that time. So I know that we wanted to get her to around, I believe our goal was 150, 140 pounds. So about, you know, 50, 60 pounds of weight loss. So that was definitely our primary goal. And we ended up reaching at our lowest together, 137 pounds. And now Katie has been in a bulk and intentional muscle building phase, intentional caloric surplus phase for several, several months now. So Katie, I am curious, how did you personally know during your journey, okay, it's time for me to stop losing weight? Because in my opinion, what I've seen and in my own journey, the the drop on the scale, seeing that weight loss can be so addicting and so validating. So how are you able to say, okay, I actually want this to stay where it is and I don't want to go anymore? Yeah, I loved cutting. I really did. I loved the, like you just said, like it gets addicting. Like the process was addicting. The results were addicting. I I loved it. Um, But I think we got to a point where I plateaued quite a few times, which is very normal in your weight loss journey. It's very normal to plateau. You need to switch it up. We tried everything, I think, to get me down to to where where I was. Um, But I just remember I had plateaued again. I was not feeling the greatest. When you're down to, like, very low calories, high cardio, high lifting, like, your energy does deplete fairly quickly. Um, And I remember I was just – I was tired, and I could tell that my body was no longer – accepting it as progress and it was kind it was kind of done I think my body was telling me like "Mm, I don't think we can go lower and quite honestly I physically like looked really great and was really happy but I could tell I was I was very lean um and we needed to add some more meat on my bones so that's that that was the point where I think you even said hey let's let's try this bulking thing how long did you feel that hey I'm kind of tired I'm low on energy calories how long did you feel that before you decided to make the decision like, hey, okay, actually I'm ready to start, um, you know, adding on some weight, adding on some muscle. It was probably a couple of weeks. Um, I'm, I, I remember being very vocal with you. Like you would always be like, how are you feeling? You know, one of the questions on the weekly check-in is what are your energy levels? So I think it took a couple weeks of me being like, I don't have to be like this. There is an option after cutting. Cause I think we had started discussing like what comes next? What are your next goals? Where do we want to go? Um, cause at that time I didn't really realize 
bulking was a thing. Like in my head, a, a fitness journey is weight loss. Um, and it wasn't until we had kind of talked about where we wanted to go that I realized, oh, you know, you don't have to feel like this forever. Like you can change it up. So probably just a couple of weeks. So what did you learn that bulking was? Like, I guess, what did you <laughs> think it bulking was before I had explained it to you? Or before we had talked about it, and and what do you think bulking is now? Ooh, pop quiz. Before before bulking, very stereotypically in my head is for bodybuilders. Like, I I know that like when you're training for a show, you bulk bulk bulk, and then you cut all the way down so you can show all your muscles and your definition and all this stuff. So to me, bulking is like eating a ton, putting on the weight and then being able to, to drop it later. So I wasn't very scientific about it, but in my head, I just see this gigantic dude with like little legs, but huge arms. That's what I see. <laughs> That's hilarious. So stupid. Um, but now, now I realize it's, it's like you said at the beginning of this, it's eating a lot more. It's being intentional with what you're doing to your body. So like we're working on gaining strength and, and muscle definition. So whereas cutting is very much fat loss and getting you down, you're now switching it. You're getting strong. You're feeding your body to be able to show your muscles and build your muscles and be a badass. Okay. Do you <laughs> feel like you're, you, you had misconceptions of bulking though? Because I feel like you are essentially eating a lot more and lifting weights, which is, I feel like what you had generally yeah. explained, maybe not the chicken legs and, and all that. <laughs> Um, and, but you, and you are gaining weight. I mean, not at a ridiculously rapid weight or rate, but I think like 0.2 pounds a week on average, I believe is your weight gain right now, which is very healthy and normal for a muscle building phase. So I don't think your misconceptions were totally wrong. It might be purpose. Like, I don't think normal people bulked. Like, bulk to me feels very specific to bodybuilding or very specific to athletics, whereas, like, I want to call myself a very average human being. So, like, someone just day-to-day trying to get fit in my head is not bulking. But now that I I use that term just for, like, gaining muscle. Wait, have (laughs) you – I think we've had this discussion because I like how you said, oh, I consider myself an average person. (laughs) And I think because, it's a good thing. <laughs> well, I think it's because a lot of people have never taken their fitness goals seriously. So it's kind of hard. To, I think you get that imposter syndrome where you're like, oh, well, I can't really call myself an athlete or a totally. fitness person. But I think you told me that you started thinking of yourself as an athlete because you take your, all of your goals very seriously. Yeah. You execute every day with such intent. So I totally see you as an athlete. I don't I don't know what your take is on that. I it depends on the mood I'm in, I guess. I think sometimes I am lifting and I'm like, fuck you, I'm doing this. I'm athletic. <laughs> um, and then day to day, I'm like, oh, I'm just Kate. Like, I'm just living my life. And I happen to go to the gym a lot. Like, I, it's, so I, I get stuck in a mental state where, like, I'm still mentally kind of where I was before. Where I'm just living and, like, I'm kind of active to realizing, no, Katie, like, you're doing a lot and you're very active and you live a very healthy lifestyle. So it's, yeah, I think it's imposter syndrome for sure. Yeah, I would say that you might have a case of imposter syndrome because I know a lot of bodybuilders, female and males, who do shows and you are by far (laughs) the most consistent because a lot, and, and this is myself included, where when we're preparing for a show or when a show is within, let's say, like five, six months, we finally become serious about 
you know, tracking our macros or following a meal plan or executing our workouts with 100% intent. But you do that all the time, every day without fail, and you don't have the pressure of a show to motivate you. And I think that's way more impressive than, like, it's easy for anyone who's about to go on stage half naked (laughs) to be like, oh shit, let me be really serious for a few months. But you don't have that, yet you still are so committed. And I think that's just incredibly impressive. So I'm just going to like toot your horn right now. (laughs) Well, thanks. Yeah, but I think it's that intent that, like, I just do this because this is how I want to live my life rather than having that end goal and that show to compete in. So I think that's that for me is why I draw that line of like, I'm not an athlete because I'm not participating in a sporting event. Um, I'm just living a healthier, active lifestyle. Mm. But, you know, I think that has its pros and cons, but you do everything so effectively at like everything effectively. So I really I have no complaints. You're, You're doing everything right as you should. But, um, you know, so you have experienced both sides. You experience the depths of cutting. Now you're experiencing the depths of bulking. Do you have <laughs> a preference? I don't think I've ever asked you this, so no, I'm actually you haven't. curious. I'd say they were both uncomfortable for quite some time. Cutting's uncomfortable because, again, you're pretty hungry. You know, you're depleting your, your calories. You're doing all this stuff. Um, bulking is uncomfortable because you're you're going from 1400 calories to right now I'm eating 2,500 calories a day. That's like a frick ton of food. Um, so you're kind of uncomfortable in both, but I have liked bulking because it's been harder for me. Um, I'm seeing slower progress, but it is more rewarding because I think bulking is, is hard. And you tell me every week when I'm like, Viv, I don't see it. I don't understand. And she, Viv just says, girl, it's slow, but you're getting there. Um, so I think that is why I also think it has given me more balance in my life to add a few other things that I was missing. So I have more ability to eat out when I need to, I have more ability to be a flexible person. So that has given me a lot of, um, hope as well. I love that. And I definitely would say my experience has been the same. Yeah. I mean, as females putting on muscle naturally is going to be more difficult. Um, but yeah, muscle growth in general takes so much longer than fat or weight loss. I mean, if you, I mean, if you just stopped eating for two, three, I think that happened to you. You got sick. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. And then you, you drop weight. Six pounds. Yeah. You blink and you drop weight. It's so easy to lose weight. Yeah. Cause you're in your bulk, but it's so easy to lose weight. Gaining muscle requires not only working out with intensity and intent, but now you have to rest and you have to actually make sure you eat enough and you don't have to, and you, you don't overstimulate your body. You don't overstress your body because when your body is overly stressed, it can't build muscle. It'll break down muscle. Instead, there's so many different factors. Yeah. But I mean, if you just don't eat, you lose weight really damn quick. So I think, you know, if you are listening to this and you are in a muscle building phase or that is your current goal, just know that it is so going to take time. And if it feels like it's at a turtle's pace, that is so normal. But, you know, with Katie specifically, I don't worry because I know she is executing on all of her workouts. She's focused on increasing her strength, her mind-muscle connection, eating enough. Like, she is doing all the things. If you are listening to this and you feel like you are slacking in some areas, that's a whole different conversation. But I just want you to know to really set up your expectations and understand, hey, this is not going to be nearly as 
fast as a weight loss journey can be. So when you adjust your expectations accordingly, it'll really help you not feel discouraged and understand like, hey, this is normal. This is part of the process. This is totally okay. Um, And I am actually going through a bulk myself right now, which I don't think I've ever officially announced because it was, uh, honestly, it was not by choice initially because what I, and this is a sign that I noticed for, for a lot of clients as a sign of, hey, let's slowly get you out of your cut is when your macros, your calories or your food intake is low to the point where your adherence is shaky, where you start to question mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, maybe I can just have an extra this because you're so hungry or you, yeah, you just have a really difficult time adhering to the amount of food that you're prescribed that is when you really need to take a step back and say, okay, maybe my goal right now of cutting or maintaining this current lean body is not what needs to be happening right now. And I think it's being really adjustable and adaptable to letting go of the mental expectations that you have of your body. Understand, hey, our bodies are really smart. Just because the the world, the society says you need to be this size does not mean that your body wants to be that size and it will fight you. Like biology is smart. And so really taking that into account. So over the past, I believe, month now, I've actually been in a bulk as well. And I feel like me and Katie have similar feelings. You can correct me on this if I'm wrong. But like cutting is fun because it's fun to see like yourself leaning out. You can start to see muscle definition. It's cool to see the weight dropping. Like you can really visibly see progress. And I feel like society for women has really ingrained be smaller. So it kind of is in line with that expectation. So cutting is really fun in that regard. Um, And then with bulking, it really is focusing on like, yeah, we do have more flexibility and we can really live life and have more experiences, especially when it comes to going out to eat, maybe adding in a drink because that can be really hindering to a fat loss journey. So like keeping that out of a fat loss journey, it that's when it's, it's a lot more, um, I don't know, I feel like enjoyable during a bulking phase. So that's what definitely what I've been experiencing. And I think when it comes down to, you know, bulking versus cutting, everything in life has pros and cons. So when you're in a cutting journey, be present and and focus on, hey, you know what? Maybe my food intake isn't as high as I want it to be. Maybe I am doing a little extra cardio, but I feel really light. I love that my clothes are fitting looser, right? And then when you're in a bulk, yes, you may be gaining weight. Maybe clothes are now fitting tighter. Maybe you are seeing the scale go up. Focus on the fact that, hey, but I have more flexibility with my food. I can incorporate more treats, more drinks, whatever. And so I really want to point that out because there are two types of people. One, the person that's always focused on what they're lacking, what they have to give up, what they're sacrificing, what sucks. And you know what? Whether you're cutting, bulking, maintaining, you can find something that sucks for all of those phases. For example, maintaining that sucks because you're not seeing any difference. It's not exciting. You're not seeing progress. Are you going to focus on that? Or when you're in a maintaining phase, are you focusing on, this is awesome that I'm really just focused on, you know, sustaining these habits. Yeah, maybe I'm not seeing progress or changes, but that's also not my intent right now. And so I'm just not going to focus on that. And it goes the same for cutting and bulking. If you are, if you've noticed, maybe you're the type of person that you kind of focus on the bad things in your life, it's going to translate to your fitness journey. But if you're the type of person that focuses on the positives and the good thing in life, again, no matter where you are in your fitness journey, 
it's going to be so much easier because you're going to focus on all the things of why you're doing this in the first place and what are the positives about it. What's your take, Katie? Um, the, the thing that sticks with me is the part about your body's going to tell you. Your body's going to tell you what you need. You can push as hard as you want to, but there is going to be a point where your body's literally going to say, hello, I need some freaking food here. So I will say at every point in my journey, cutting, bulking, all of it, my body has told me when I need rest. My body has told me we need the week off of the gym. My body's told me, okay, we need some freaking food. Um, So I would say, yeah, just being completely self-aware. It's the common thread through all of our podcast episodes. You need to be self-aware. You need to understand your limits, your goals, how you're going to get there. But I also think the greatest thing you've ever told me, Viv, was it's a journey. If you're feeling gross, your pants are too tight, let's let's flip it. Let's cut again. So when you're looking at your clients, at, at what point do you tell them, okay, let's let's change your journey? Or do you wait for your clients to kind of tell you? Um, I do a lot of biofeedback in terms of like what they're feeling. Yeah. But the first thing that I have to address is what their mind is telling them. Because I, even if I see someone and let's say I think that they should increase their calories, maybe not necessarily bulk, but they should increase their calories. We should lower their cardio. There's a lot of stress in their body, but they are hell mm. bent on losing fat and losing weight. I ultimately people hire me to help them reach what they want to reach, not because I'm telling them, I think you look best or I think your life is best when you do this. So this is what you should do. Now, am I going to tell them? Yes, of course, because I also think they're hiring me for my advice, expertise, my knowledge. And so I do think it's important that I tell them my thoughts and opinions, but I always let them know, hey, this is a collaboration. This isn't me, drill sergeant, you need to do this, 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 because I think that's what's best. It really is a collaboration. Okay, what is the big picture? Are you, I don't know, like this is a current example, getting ready for a specific event, your wedding, and you know what you want to look like on that day, and you know that you're willing to make some sacrifices in your uh, in your lifestyle, in your flexibility, and you are willing to really grind it out because you know on your wedding day, like there is a specific look that you want. There's nothing wrong with that, but you have to understand what the consequences are, what you are giving up, and that that is not sustainable. So what is our approach afterwards? How are we going to slowly increase your food intake to a point where you actually feel like you can maintain that? Or do we want to you know, focus on more of a muscle building phase, right? So I think it's really having that communication with my clients first and foremost and asking them, well, one, letting them know what I think, what I'm seeing, like based on their biofeedback, based on their adherence or lack thereof, based on how, you know, their check-ins have been, their, their progress, or again, lack thereof, I will tell them what I think, what I think is best for them and what I've seen in previous cases. Um, but again, it always comes down to, is this something that you're willing to be adaptable with, right? But there are some people where they just, they, they want something very specific and they're willing to do whatever it takes to get there. And ultimately in my mind, as long as they're not complaining and they're like, nope, this is what I want, I'm going to do it and they do it, hey, I'm all for it because, you know, when we think of a lot of athletes or Olympics or even like, the most successful people in the world with business, there's a lot of compromise. And often that comes at the expense of your balance with your friends, family, even health, right? Like you're going to lose sleep if you're grinding 
away. But who's to say that that is right or wrong? Only you can decide that for your life. And I've, I've also learned that a lot of people need to learn from experience. They need to learn how much it sucks to be in such a caloric deficit and really hang on to this desire they have to be so lean when their body doesn't want them to be that lean. They need to really live out that experience of, okay, you know what? This really isn't sustainable. I really can't enjoy my life. Like for my whole life, I've just wanted to be this tiny size, but my body doesn't want to be that size. My body wants to be a little bit more voluptuous. And so I think a lot of times it's them learning through their own experience of like, okay, you know what? Holding on to these fitness goals so tightly is just not worth my quality of life. Like I am willing to be adaptable to my goals now. So I'm totally okay with them okay, you want to do this? Well, this is how we're, we're going to, what we're going to have to do to get there. And then them being like, you know what? I think I don't want this. I think <laughs> if this is what I have to do to get there, I don't want this. And I want them to make that decision for themselves because nobody likes to be told what to do. Everyone likes to, you know, make their own decisions, learn from their own mistakes. And that is what I like. Again, I like to give my advice and what I'm seeing and what I'm thinking. But ultimately, I think most people have to make those decisions and learn those lessons through their own experience. You have to. You're not always going to have somebody telling you what to do. And it's funny I say that because I've literally I feel like you and I I've really given you the reins. Like, I feel like you have really taken charge of where we go just because I really don't care. Like I've really leaned into you as like, you're the expert, you're going to know, and I'm going to do it. And and I think that's been our dynamic, but I completely agree that some people have to sink or swim. Like you're either going to do it and commit if that's what you want, or you're going to realize that's not the best for me. Um, the other thing I think we should talk about, which was probably the hardest part about cutting and bulking or the transition to to the two it is the mindset. I mean, we got down to major cutting for me. Like it was hardcore, like I just said, but then we literally flipped a switch the next day. I'm eating more calories. And while you are progressing it very slowly, you know, you're increasing calories over weeks um, you're lifting heavier over weeks. I'd say the mental shift is really, really challenging. You not only have to transition into wanting to eat more and forcing yourself to eat more and to lift heavier and to do more. But you also have to realize like the number on the scale is going to go up. Sometimes you're not going to know is that fat or is that muscle? Like you just have to assume it's muscle. You know, there are so many factors that were paralyzing for me. Like I was so scared at the start of my bulk. So how do you coach people through that mindset shift? And, And what is your encouragement for anyone trying to bulk right now? Mm, That's a really good question. And I think the first step for anyone who is transitioning, whether that's into a fat loss phase or into a muscle building phase, is really the expectations that we're setting and them understanding the actual process of how muscle building, putting on muscle, eating in a caloric surplus actually works. So that's definitely on me and in my part in my communication as a coach because my clients aren't going to know that, right? So letting them know, hey, to build muscle, you are most likely going to have to put on a little bit of fat. Now, that rate is going to vary person to person and I like to keep it controlled. So I do like around 0.2 pounds per week, just about. Now it's not always perfect and the scale varies and fluctuates so much, especially for women. So it's not an exact number, but that's generally what I like to see as a rate of progress. Um, And so letting them know, one, the scale is going to go up. Number two, 
you are going to put on at least even a tiny bit of body fat, if not more. Um, number three, you are going to have to eat more than you are used to or even comfortable with. And find, and so especially when you're bulking and if you're someone that has a small appetite, finding calorically dense foods here is actually going to be so helpful. And it's funny because it's like the total opposite of a weight loss journey. You want to avoid calorically dense foods or else you're going to be having such small portions. But when you are in a muscle building phase and you want to eat a bit more, it's really helpful to, you know, switch up your food choices. But again, so first and foremost, when we're switching, it really is communication on my part of, hey, if this is what you want, this is what that process is going to look like. Now, that upfront communication is key, but as a client goes on throughout the journey, they're going to forget what I tell them most likely, or they're just going to get in their head the natural, oh my gosh, I'm gaining weight or progress is slow. Those thoughts are going to creep in and it really is just reassuring them and them reassuring themselves once I, you know, have taught them, hey, this is normal. Because those thoughts, I mean, they're normal. It's with anything. Like there are certain things that just make you nervous, anxious, stressed, whatever. And it's not about not allowing yourself to feel those things. It's just about, okay, how can I talk myself to a calmer state. How can I, okay, when I'm getting these, oh my God, I'm up how many pounds going, okay, but hey, this is not permanent. This is just a fate. Like telling yourself the things that you need to hear in that moment and whether they're doing that, that for themselves or if they're freaking out, then I can do that for them, you know, because support is everything. So having that just constant reassurance is really, really helpful. Um, but as any journey goes on, usually that reassurance is no longer needed because people understand the process and there really gets to be in this like groove and momentum and so I know like you Katie I think that um the reassurance is only it's not very often that I feel like you really ask for that or need it but it's it's just normal and even me as a coach myself like knowing how everything works I still have these thought these thoughts that crop up when I am putting on weight or, you know, like I said, clothes are fitting tighter. But then I just remember, hey, you know what? This is normal, like especially because I've been hyper focused on cutting, you know, so let me just not give these thoughts more energy. <clears throat> let me just focus on the positives right now, which is, you know, I get to eat more. I can have ice cream tonight. I can, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah, I actually think I... Um, I think I need more reassurance in my bulking phase than I did in cutting. I feel like cutting for me was very black and white. Like it was happening. It was great. I think I, I really did struggle with that transition my, mindset wise. Like in the beginning, I really needed reassurance. So like there is a purpose to this and like there is a point. Um, and then I feel like I got over the weight situation, like the increase on the scale that didn't bother me anymore. I knew that was working its power. Then I feel like I needed reassurance when it came to like the slow progress. Like that was hard for me. I was like, I should be stronger by now. I should be lifting more by now. Like I'm eating so much. How can I not be progressing? So I think I've finally come out of that. And I feel like I've just, like you said, transitioned those feelings into something positive and something that benefits you more. So I think I, I am now in the state where I'm like, I don't care. I'm ready and I'm determined and I'm like full on in this bulk and I'm ready. And so I think it goes through phases. Yeah. And it's, it's going to go through phases, but do you think you would want to implement another cut again? Like, would you, would you want to go as intense as we did the first time? <laughs> I don't know if that intense, I do want to cut because I'm curious what my definition would look like. 
like, like I, the amount of muscle that you put yeah, on. Yeah, like I would want to see that. So just for curiosity, I would want to. I also think um, for another challenge, like if I get bored of bulking, I'll need to cut yes. just for the mindset to, to challenge me. But I I don't know if I'll ever want to be as lean as I was just because I've seen the other side. Um, and I love that you have because now you can really make that informed decision. Yeah. But it's easy to be like, no, I want to be this size. Yeah. But you haven't lived the lifestyle that requires you to be that size, you know? I've also completely given up on this is the ideal image and this is this is what I want to look like and this is what I, like, I don't care anymore. Like, to me, I don't have an ideal body image. I am who I am and, like, I go where I go and that's that. I, oh my God, I love that. <laughs> oh, and I, if you're listening to this, I think if there's one thing that you could take away from this whole podcast, it would truly be what Katie just said. So can you please repeat that? louder for the people in the back like you are who you are who cares screw body image it doesn't matter like live your life be who you are be who you want to be yes <laughs> yes 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 you're not a number I think that's a good one yes and it's just so funny because that is something I have learned from Katie because I I really think one of the reasons why I got into fitness coaching was because my body image struggles were I mean, they were just like for most of my life. I mean, I'm only 25 right now, but I just remember it was something that was so, it was such a struggle for me growing up. And so I really want to help other people find their balance of, okay, I understand you're not comfortable in your current body, but do you also have unrealistic expectations and where can we bridge that gap between here's a healthy lifestyle, here is workouts, exercise, nutrition that makes you feel good, right? And in a body that you love that comes with that, but where, and for a lot of people, it's like, okay, but we have to also let go of these hyper yeah. expectations of being a certain size or having a certain look just because you've seen that look and you now think that is what you should look like. I, that's something that I'm so passionate about helping other people with because that's something that I struggled with so hard. I mean, even to this day, it's continuously me letting go of expectations. And I think, Katie, you have modeled that for me so clearly. And I really believe that we don't learn from what other people say. We learn from what other people model. And so I think just seeing you, I mean, checking with me every week and just seeing you really embrace every phase, it's really inspired me to do the same. So just just thank you for that because that has been so instrumental in my own journey. Thanks. Yeah. I don't know how, but I I feel like I've been very lucky to not be super influenced by body image in general. Like when I was younger, I kind of just felt that same way too. Like I am who I am. I've always been like jealous and had weird feelings, but I've never been like, I hate the body I'm in. I've always been very thankful for what it does for me, what it gets me. Um, I think now more than ever, I am grateful for my body and how it shows up for me. And I think that's why my body image issues have, have stayed low. Like, because of what it's doing like in the gym every time I lift I'm incredibly impressed by what what I can accomplish and I'm like thank you body thank you for doing that today um and I try to focus on that and how I'm feeling rather than the looks so I would say like when you're trying to decide between cutting and bulking physical appearance is definitely a part of it like I knew I needed to bulk when I looked very lean and I was like getting worried about that but I'd say it's also about how you're feeling and you need to hone in on what you can accomplish and and very intrinsically think about um where you want to go and I think that's a good good factor in determining your bulk versus your cut yeah and I've I've noticed that the clients who focus on just how they feel and less emphasis on how they look 
are so much more happier and successful in their journey. And it's hard because we are a surface level superficial society. I mean, we the way you judge people is by first experience or first impressions, right? Like what you see. If somebody is, I don't know, running around naked or across the street, <laughs> you're probably going to think they're a wacko. But if they're dressed night, a guy's in a suit, he has a nice watch, that's going to give you a certain impression. So I totally understand like why we all have these, you know, images or we have these expectations or goals of like how we want to look and I'm not telling you that that's not okay but just understand one why do you even have that goal it's because we are a superficial society at least on a first level basis and understanding hey but that doesn't mean that I have to follow that path especially if it's just hurting me and it's making me feel inadequate and it's making me feel like I need to do these extreme things because I don't look okay or I don't look sexy or attractive in my current body and really taking a step back from we all need to fit this ideal and and really coming into hey okay you know what and something I like to think about is like the reason why I like my friends or I like the people in my life is not because what their body looks like by any means, not because of how fit they are, not because of how much they work out, not because of how healthy they are. It's because of just how great we get along, how much fun we have, what our conversations are like, what their heart is like, right? And so really understanding, hey, I, you may be thinking that this is so important and that it just really matters and that people really care or that you care. So maybe you're projecting your expectations of what other people are feeling. But really at the end of the day, nobody cares. It really comes down to what do you like to do? What makes you feel good to do? What makes you, what kind of foods make you feel energetic and foods that you enjoy that don't leave you feeling sluggish? What kind of exercises do you like doing that you get a sweat in and you feel like you really accomplished something for the day, but doesn't leave you feeling burnt out and like, oh my God, this is just awful and I have to do this every day. You know what? So if there's any concluding words that I could give you in this, in this podcast today about, you know, bulking and cutting, which are very, you know, there are two methods that are very physique, physical based really is, hey, there's totally a time and place for that, especially because it's fun. Like bulking, cutting, it's fun. It's fun to have different goals. That's what life is about. Like changing your goals, not being stagnant, growing, evolving, being in different phases. Like I truly believe that is what life is about. So I don't think there's anything wrong with bulking and cutting. But to really see the bigger picture of, hey, you are not your body You are not, you know, your size, your weight, any of that. And the less you can identify with your physical appearance and the more you can really soak in, I like to work out. I like to cook. I like to eat healthy. Like I like to do these things and I like my lifestyle and I love how I feel and how I show up and rooting what you do each day based on how it makes you feel. I think you'll be so much happier and successful with whatever you decide to do on your health and fitness journey. So with that being said, Katie, what do you have any parting words for our audience today? Just enjoy every moment. Like no matter where you're at, we keep saying it's a journey. If you're not happy with where you are, change it. Like you have the power to do it and only you can. So love yourself, love your journey, love where you're going and love where you've been. That's all I can say. Boom. (laughs) There we go. And I know, I feel like, when I hear you say that, it, it sounds so simplified, 
But honestly, you exemplify it so well. I'm just so living. <laughs> just living my you, life. Okay, but not only are you living, you're also executing everything just perfectly. So kudos thank to you, you, Katie. Thank you for inspiring us all. And thank you guys for joining us today. We will see you in the next episode of Fit with Viv and Kate. Bye, guys. Bye.